And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and this is Group Therapy. It's a time when I get to sit down with my fellow editors here at the Livingston Parish News, and we talk about what's going on here in Livingston Parish. That's a lot of Livingston Parish, so let's get to <laughs> some introductions here uh, so that those of you who are listening can put a voice to a name. And today we're going to start on the viewer's right. Yeah, this is David Gray, news writer with the Livingston Parish News. Hey, this is Rob DeArman, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News. And I already introduced myself, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, today we're going to be talking about quite a few things. We're going to try to keep a, a quick clip going on. First and foremost, uh, you know, there's actually two big topics, both of which are, are related to each of you individually. A lot of talk out there about zoning, which we'll talk about with Mr. David Gray. But first, we're going to start with Rob. Softball playoffs are, are, are first pitches are out. Um... First, let's talk about the big story out of Live Oak. Uh, just a gutsy, courageous performance by their pitcher in their first round game, uh, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you talk about why. Yeah, um, David and I were out Monday. Uh, Live Oak won the the game. They played Fountain Blue, won ten nothing in their first round game. Um, really wasn't about the game per se because. Uh, Kaylee Chandler, their uh, their starting pitcher for that game, lost her mother, uh, Grace, in a in an auto accident on Saturday morning, and she uh, it was just the fact that she went and stepped in the circle and competed. Because um, I I know easily she probably could have asked for some time off, but uh, we're talking hours after the accident. Uh, you know, I asked Coach Prescott, Katie Prescott, about it. I, I said, what what goes through your mind when she comes to you and says, I'm playing. You know. And uh, she's kind of like, I, I don't know how she's doing it. And uh, that was my first question uh, when I actually got to talk to Katie. I was like, how are you doing it? And she said, I'm I'm doing it for my mom, you know, because uh, she's kind of, my mom was my number one fan. And, and I, you know, want to make her proud and do things that she wants me to do. Uh, and as you go through the game, you know, they try to keep it. I got there a little bit early. Uh, they're trying to keep it kind of uh as normal as possible as they could, you know, and uh, and I think everybody was doing okay till they took a moment of silence before the game, and then uh, they they went to work. And like I said, it wasn't. I think she gave up three hits, maybe walked three, but it wasn't really about how many walks or how many hits she gave up or how many strikeouts. It was just that she got out there in the circle and did it under some terrible circumstances, and. Uh, you know, she she also mentioned is like, uh, you know, softball's my getaway. You know, so you go out and she said that that and running, it's just trying to trying to and and do things. You know, she just kept focusing on her mom. You know, it's something that she would want me to do. And there were a couple of times I don't know if you saw where she would just kind of. I think we talked about it after the game. Uh, in between pitches or in between batters, she would turn and face toward the center field fence. And I, I just asked, said, hey, you know, I see you doing it. What, what, What is that? And she said, that's just my way of kind of calming myself down. And I'm also looking over there because that's where my mom used to sit, you know. And, and she said, I could I could hear her kind of encouraging me, you know, through through the whole deal. But just to uh, um, you get through the game and, and then I think everything kind of hit everybody at the end, you know, because it was uh, – it was really emotional. Uh, you know, I'd be lying if we we if we weren't sitting there, kind of wiping some tears away, because it was just one of those things that you just 
I tell I tell people all the, that some of the stuff these kids do just amazes me. I've seen some seen a lot of great stuff uh, in doing this for for my career, and this is one of those ones that I, I'm not going to forget. You know, sure, sure. And of course, Live Oak pulls out the win. Who do they have in round two? Um, let's see. They will be. They're going Thursday. Airline. No, let me see. That's I, th- I think that's uh, oh, that's Walker. Yeah, I think that's Walker. Um, Hanville, six o'clock on Thursday. Is that uh, at home? Or are they trying? that will be at home for Live Oak? Okay. So, so uh, Lady Walker Eagles. Walker is at airline this afternoon. Um, that uh, Walker is a number one, uh, number three seed. But like I told David, it's one of those things where uh, upset happened on their pairing on the bracket. So that's why Walker is on the road uh, sure. here today. Okay, we're going to come back to you uh, for the rest of the softball playoffs, but wanted to kind of cover that story real quick. I, I just thought, uh, not only was it inspirational, just, uh, like I said, very gutsy and courageous performance. It's an amazing thing. She was technically perfect at, uh, regard, I mean, in regards to the scoreboard, so no, <laughs> yeah. no, that, she didn't I mean, give up a run. I, so I literally, I, you it wasn't know, the greatest, she, but I mean. She said she promised her mom a shutout. Uh, in one of yeah. the last conversations they had, she said she promised, uh, she said, hey, I'm going to go throw a shutout, shutout and you know, she said her mom said, all right. And she so, made good on that and, promise. And there it is, made good on the promise. So we're going to come back to you. Uh, we already discussed Walker uh, is going to be playing airline today, uh, but we'll we'll come back to you to talk about sure. the rest of the softball playoffs and especially a potential for an intra-parish matchup. Um, uh, as we said, the Devils, they both know. So we will we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, jumping over to David, want to start with um, the Sweetwater subdivision, which, of course, highly uh, south of I-12, highly contested. Uh, but again, just another one of these subdivisions that it met the ordinance requirements and the parish council's hands was kind of tied. So uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, but uh, we're going to be getting into zoning. So, David, give us a little primer about what's going on with this subdivision. Yeah, I know we actually at the end of this story uh, references zoning, so it'll lead right into that. But basically, this was a subdivision on 4-H Club Road, uh, almost 500 lots over... Uh, uh, 147 acres right off of 4-H Club Road. And this was brought up about a month-ish ago before the council, and they decided to defer a vote. They wanted to wait to get uh, an opinion from the Attorney General's office on whether or not they had the power to deny subdivisions that you know still meet the requirements but would you know have an adverse effect on traffic drainage, uh, quality of life, that sort of thing. So uh, they, they got that. Uh, uh, opinion from the Attorney General's office, Mr. Gerlinghouse, and he came and talked with you uh, in a podcast a couple weeks ago. He mentioned that, and uh, basically, the Attorney General said they ha- yes, they do have the power to deny. That does not mean that they d- are not opening themselves up to litigation, and by themselves, not the parish council, the parish councilmen individually would be opening themselves up to litigation, and uh, that was that was the opinion from the attorney general. That was the opinion from the parish attorney. Uh, even though there, you know, there's a couple of councilmen who feel that they have a strong case, citing other ordinances that, you know, they say the parish council has the authority to deny if it, you know, adversely affects the quality of life, morale of the community, that sort of thing. But, you know, m- most of them felt like their hands were tied, and that's kind of been the message the last. Uh, last month or you know last couple months since subdivisions have really become a hot topic especially since ascension parish had their moratorium in all the focus has kind of been now on livingston parish 
And uh, but yeah, that the pre- preliminary plat for Sweetwater was approved, uh, seventy-two vote. So now that that moves forward, and they'll have to do their you know impact studies and that sort of thing. But uh, Mr. Gruenhouse always wanted to never turn down a chance to bring up zoning. It's kind of what he was preaching when he was talking, saying zoning, and as he told you in the podcast, zoning gets rid of these big subdivisions. So that he kind of used that moment to stress once again to his fellow councilmen to get their zoning maps done. Sure. And, I, you know, this will be a hot topic going forward. There's already, uh, I believe, two or three more subdivisions that are proposed with signs going up in the French settlement area. Uh, I've seen a lot of posts from residents down there concerned about effects on, on as you said, traffic. Uh, uh, drainage, as well as the school. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that came up. Uh, French settlements uh, managed to keep themselves in the 2A realm, you know, at the same size pretty much consistently. They uh, won't be with these. <laughs> yeah, uh, that will definitely change the face of, of that school. I would imagine somewhere in the 3 to 4A range uh, because most of these are anywhere from uh, several hundred lot piece. Uh, so time will tell. Um, <clears throat> What's interesting is I know uh, at last night's ordinance committee meeting, uh, which you watched, uh, there was Gerald McMorris from District 6, uh, which is sort of the South Central, uh, not Compton, uh, the South Central portion of Livingston Parish. Uh, He he did bring up the moratorium uh, as a potential for them to try something. Still not sure if that's going to happen Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically the word that comes up in every – Parish council, especially the last, you know, half dozen or so that I've covered, that word pops up every time. But um, I mean, yeah, it, it's just, you know, that's just one of those. I mean, you don't really know if that's going to happen or not. You know, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are for it. Uh, even, you know, even some of the on the council are for it. But, you know, their biggest things, and this was something Jeff Ard was kind of talking about, is, you know, they're they can't just do what they want. They are bound by laws that dictate the flow or the process that these, that these actions are done in. And that, that's kind of what, you know, Jeff R was uh, part of the ordinance committee. He was uh, talking about last night in that meeting that, you know, they have to follow certain, even if they wanted to do a moratorium, there's certain things that they have to standards, they have to meet to impose a, a moratorium. So, I mean, it was discussed. We'll see if, you know, if it comes about, but, uh, the big thing was zoning for <laughs> Mr. Girl and how zoning takes care of a lot of that. Sure. And so they'll they'll be talking about that, I'm sure, going forward. Of course, all of the parish councilmen uh, now have maps as provided by Alvin Fairburner and Associates. Uh, and what they're expecting is to kind of do a self-review uh, and then start taking it out to the public. Yeah. Uh, that was what uh, Parish Councilman Girlinghouse, who is District 7, which is uh, some of the Walker area, uh, had proposed he will start having public meetings, and he's hoping that his colleagues will do the same. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on on these spaces because we will, this will be an ongoing discussion, I'm sure, but it does appear that a lot more members of the community are starting to notice these things. Um, of course, they're calling for something to happen. Uh, they've been trying, the parish council has been trying for a few years, but at, perhaps now they'll have the support from the community, so and we will see. A lot of the stuff there, I mean, and, the, I guess people are upset that they're not going as fast as they would like, which, I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, you, you want it to be faster, especially when it's going to negatively affect you. But there there have been, they the ordinances they're working on are all making it stricter for developers. So, I mean, even though zoning is just going to take 
you know, however long it takes. I mean, that that's just a big beast. They're they're chipping away at other, you know, they're chipping away at other aspects of developing to make it tougher for developers to, you know, hopefully, yes, you want the development to come, but you also want it to be done responsibly. And that that's kind of what, you know, Mr. Talbert had awareness last night about, you know, widening parish roads and developers have to widen parish roads uh, off of a development, you know, depending on how many lots are in that development. So, I mean, th there's other things that they've been doing that, you know, to try to control how land is developed. But yeah, I know it's not going as fast as anyone wants it. I mean, that's just the process, I guess. Sure. So, uh, we will come back to you. Yes. <laughs> We're going to jump back over to Rob to, uh, finish up with the softball playoffs before we come back to David. So let's uh let's run through some of the other scores and some of the upcoming games. Yeah, well, uh like a, I, I don't know if we talked about Holden, but they'll be they had a bye in the first round. They're the number 1 seed in class B. Um they'll be playing uh today at 4:30. Make sure they get Forest uh and that'll be at at home for them. Uh last night uh the two A teams got started. Uh I was at Springfield and uh Voyles. Springfield comes back and uh, they got three runs in the six. They went five to three. They'll go to number five Rose Pine on Thursday uh, at five o'clock. Um, in, in that one, it's uh, they, they got a lot, a lot of freshmen playing for them, starting for them. Uh, you know, and I asked Coach Ashley that after that game, I was like, "Is this a, a grow up game for you?" And and uh, it was just kind of one of those things where they had a couple innings where they have I, I think back to back innings. Runners on second and third with one out, and they're unable to score in each one of those innings. So it's just kind of one of those things where they just kind of stayed steady with it and, and kind of chipped away, and they're able to get a, a couple mistakes and then a, a big hit from uh, Haley Williams knocks in the, the two uh, the two runs to win it for them. Uh, the other games, uh, 2A, number four, Doyle, 11 uh, to six over number 29, Lakeside, uh, and they will go – to Oakdale, number 20 Oakdale. Uh, that's at 4 o'clock. That'll be 4 o'clock Thursday. Uh, again, that's a number, another case where Doyle's a number four seed, but they're having to go on the road because there was an upset on the other side uh, of that bracket in case anybody was wondering. So, uh, And then we had French Settlement uh, one. They got a 10-0 uh, a win over number 25 North Caddo. They will be at home tomorrow against uh, Darbon Woods Charter at 5 o'clock. Um, and uh, let's see who we got. Albany as well. They'll be going on the road tomorrow uh, against South Beauregard. That'll be at five o'clock. So um, it, it's uh, you guys know the way the, the the these playoffs work. Where we've got pretty much a, a game every day until uh, until the thing gets set. They've got till Saturday to to get these games played, and then they'll uh, set up the bracket for the state tournament next week. So rolling. Rolling through every, night, every, every night, night, every night, every night. <laughs> now, an interesting thing uh, that we discussed and and I alluded to or earlier in the show, uh, uh, potential for uh, Springfield and Doyle to butt heads, meet meet in the quarterfinals. Uh, that that is a possibility, provided uh, you know, provided both teams win. Uh, they've uh, they played each other twice in in district play. Uh, they know each other well. Uh, won't be too many scouting reports there. <laughs> you you've got them in place but uh you know from our perspective like i told the uh, the springfield coaches uh, from our perspective that works out great because that kind of tells me where i need to be whenever they <laughs> whenever whenever they play that's kind of a no-brainer for us sure sure so thank you and and be sure to follow rob on twitter 
uh, of course, or follow our Facebook page. We're, we're posting scores as they come out. And, of course, Mr. David Gray over here out there taking photos. Correct. So bouncing back over to David, kind of wrap up the show here real quick. Uh, one thing uh, you and I were able to, uh, I sat down and did an interview with Mr. Jim Chapman for his podcast. Uh, you wrote the story up, kind of based on that podcast mm-hmm. and a few other things you you brought up. Uh, would like to invite folks to go check that out. David did a great job on the write-up. And, of course, we have a podcast as well uh, that came out last week. Uh, so please go check that out. Uh, speaking on a couple of other things, sales taxes up, continues to rise. Yes. Uh, going to be uh, actually a lot of these entities are expecting uh, anywhere from a 25 to 30 percent increase in their sales tax revenues year over year. Uh, so tell us, give us the latest. I mean, yeah, like you said, that that's pretty much uh, the gist of it. Uh, as uh, right now, it's uh, projected if it right, if it keeps at this current rate, it would be about 16 million more than the last fiscal year. So, I mean, that's all money that goes back into back into the parish um but yeah that that's basically that's basically it yeah we're we're on pace right now uh, we're going to kind of do whenever you know we get the final figures cuz you never know what uh is going to happen like you know this year it, weirdly it went down from february to march whereas last year it went up from february to march i mean you don't know how the last couple of years going to play out it might might jump up next next month i mean you know it's all kind of kind of random just depending on people's uh buying habits but uh we'll kind of do a deep dive later on one, once the fiscal year ends and we're almost now we're almost there <laughs> like it's yeah. only like four months away sure uh I, actually it's a little closer than that it's two and a half yeah it, june 30 oh yeah okay yeah so yeah there we go so, yeah time flies yeah, starting april yeah right? man jeez it's crazy. In, end year. of April at that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking yeah. of end of April, we got another election. So yeah. We well, let's talk about that yeah. real quick. We got two items on the ballot. Um, both are uh, funding proposals. Yes. Uh, one for Fire Protection District Four, mm-hmm. and the other for the Albany School Area. Give us a give us a brief overview on that. Yeah. Uh, early voting is going on right now. Ends this Saturday, April twenty third. You can do that at the Registrar Voters Office in the town of Livingston or at the Den Springs Walker Branch and. Uh, one proposal is for as a half cent sales tax for the Albany School District, that is expected to hopefully bring in uh, about three hundred thousand dollars a year for the Albany School Tax District, which would go to projects in that area. Um, you know, we've talked with Mr. Devin Gregoire before, uh, Doctor Devin Gregoire, excuse me if he's listening, um, school board member for Albany. At first, he had wanted to propose a half cent sales tax and a millage that would have helped build a new school in Albany because it's just starting to get very overcrowded uh, from what he's saying. It's just in need of that sort of big, uh, big commitment. But unfortunately, the rise in construction costs kind of eliminated that plan. And his area was the area that was hit hardest by Hurricane Ida. So, um, you know, just didn't feel right to do that. But uh, this half cent sales tax, even though Yes, not as much as that combined with the millage. It can it will still lead to some pretty significant upgrades, such as uh, let me get this right. It is a new gym, I believe, a, a new gym, a new track and field, a new a new middle school gym. Excuse me, a new track and field facility for all grade level athletes, and this would be used for schools on the east side of the parish. So I mean, it wouldn't just be all; it'd be Springfield and Holden as well, because there's nothing really out there. On that side of the parish, you know, they got to go to uh, 
you know, Walker or or Denim, uh, you know, to to do their training. So this would be a huge uh, benefit to that side, and it would also expand the cafeteria at the elementary schools because that's just uh, that you know they're feeding kids. I mean, for like half the day it seems over there from what uh, uh, Dr. Gregoire has told me. So that is one. The other proposal is a twenty-year, fifteen mil property tax increase. For fire protection district four and this is on top of the 10 mils that the fire district already receives but that 10 mil was passed in 1975 i believe uh 1970 yeah 75 and has not increased since then the district has never come back and asked for more funding but given livingston parent you know going with the the theme of more subdivisions more people uh that has been the case in district in the area that district four covers they cover about a third of the parish, uh, you know, land-wise and population-wise. So they are, you know, hoping that to get this 15 mil property tax increase approved so that they can hopefully build another station in Satsuma. I know that's the kind of the area that they really are looking at. Uh, upgrade equipment, get more firefighters. Right now they have 10 full-time firefighters who, or no, I, I believe 15, excuse me, 15 full-time firefighters. They also have some volunteers, but... You got 15 manning a third of what's Livingston Parish square mileage, 700, 756. Yes, seven or seven, 800 mile uh, square miles. So they're essentially doing 200 square miles at 15 people full time recovering. They simply need more. And this is, you know, this is the first time they've come to the taxpayers to ask for more money since 1975. So they're hoping, you know, that people get out there and vote. Next week, and yeah, like I said, the election is April 30th, so uh, no parish-wide ballot, but a couple pretty significant, uh, you know, issues that, you know, they're hoping people, you know, whatever whatever way you're feeling, at least get out there and vote with them, know how you're feeling, so. Sure. So, going to be interesting to see how those turn out. Last but certainly not least, uh, at the legislative level, Miss Valerie Hodges, or Representative Valerie Hodges, yeah. is trying to figure out if more roundabouts will help the traffic in the Walker area. So give us a little brief overview on that. Yeah, that's just to, uh, it's a resolution just to require DOTD to do a study about adding a roundabout and present it for next year's legislative session. So, you know, nothing really, I mean, this is just how the process starts uh, to get these to get these projects done. Uh, it's, uh, where is it? It's uh, Highway 447 and Highway 1025. So around the intersection of Walker Road North, and Arnold Road. That that's where you know traffic backs up. She sent me a few pictures of traffic there, and it yeah, it looks pretty long. And you know that goes with the uh, the messaging of subdivisions. <laughs> it all ties together. Uh, that that would be Mr. Gerlinghouse's district. Would that no, no that far that north? For, that'd be Jeff Hart. Jeff Hart. Okay, never mind. So um, but those people are probably coming from Mr. Gerlinghouse's district. Some so of them are yeah. So um. So yeah, it's just a uh. You know, this is just uh, to require DOTD to do a study to, you know, see if it would be feasible to add one there. So just the uh, just the start of the process. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see uh, where that goes. All righty, gentlemen. Well, we appreciate you taking the time today. We're going to let you introduce yourselves. And this time we're going to start on the viewers left. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond, sports editor with the Livingston Parish News. And on the right. This is David Gray, news writer with the Livingston Parish News. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you all out there joining us today for the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show. This is Group Therapy. It's a time when I get to sit down with these two gentlemen and we talk about what's going on in Livingston Parish. 
Want to remind folks that the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We do hope you have a great day, and we will see you next time.